person we welcome on the show, no stranger, is Mpoma Koba, Volunteer of the Year when it comes to the SA Sports Awards. She's nominated once again. And when she's nominated, you know she's going to step up on that stage and just win because she's a winner. Mpo, a warm welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Romy, for having me. It's good to have you. Um, these awards, what do you make of awards and what do you make of being nominated? Is it for you more um, recognition that, yes, you are in the right place making a change? Or, or what is it? How does it resonate with you? You know, to me, it actually sits as uh, you making a difference in the community because of uh, most of the time you actually try and assist and make a difference in somebody else's life. And you don't realize that there are other people that are actually watching and admiring mm. and liking what you do. So getting a recognition like this, you know, it gives you more courage to actually want to go further and do more. You've been bold in your quest to do what it is for the sport that you love. What else do you want to do? Do awards and nominations give you that fuel to just keep going? You just don't know. It's more than diesel, Romy. Wow. You know, it, it pumps you up. It actually gives you more spirit. It actually makes you want to do more because, uh, you know, you see you see the difference that you're making. And you also, when you turn back, you still see uh, the road that you still need to take mm. in order to change other people's lives. Because, mm. you know, as everyone says, you cannot, you cannot assist everyone, but you can try and reach out to the few that you can reach out to. So it actually gives you gives you more courage and gives you more petrol to actually want to go further. That's it. That's it. Um, I don't want to take for granted that I know your story, but for those tuning in who don't know what Mpo Makoba does, in a nutshell, share with us your passion. Um, my passion for sports, particularly in tennis, um, basically started at a very young age. Um, when I was still doing primary school, I used to play, but, uh, you know, with uh, all the rules in the schools where, where you have to scratch a racket, you have to buy a new racket. And, uh, you know, it never used to sit well with my family because of they never had the money mm. to actually pay for those 50 boxes. So in return, my sister Rose um, bought me my first ever racket. It's a Wilson Red racket, <laughs> and I love it to bits. <laughs> and, you know, I actually thank her for giving me that opportunity and opening up doors for me and saying, you know what, my baby sister, you can go ahead and do this, and this is for you. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and uh, um, started uh, coaching, started uh, playing, you know, trying to give out to the community. And what I, what, I, what I saw is the challenges that we've been facing as a junior player, um, not being able to participate in tournaments, not being able to go out there and showcase your talent to anyone. Yeah. So you only you only play within your own community and you play against the same players over and over. As a result, you go in nowhere. You mm. end up getting bored. Mm. So um, you know, I started I started playing with my brothers where we used to use um, tomato boxes and uh, we'll go to the tennis court. Sometimes we'll play in the middle in the middle of the street because of, uh, you know, community properties. Yeah. You need to book before you actually walk into those uh-huh. properties. So on a Sunday like this afternoon, you cannot actually play. So we will go to the street and we'll just hit some couple of tennis balls. And you know, those tennis balls didn't even have fair on it. So that's how I, I was... <laughs> they were smooth. Was, it's very, very smooth. They are really badly abused. So you, you will play with those tennis balls as long as you get to hit the balls uh, to one another. Mm, and mm. I developed a love from, for tennis from there. And uh, from that moment onwards, I never looked back. And 
my, my, my drive for this is to try and make a difference in the young generation that is up and coming, that are very talented, and uh, giving them that opportunity that I never mm, had mm, when I was still mm. young because of we couldn't afford, they couldn't afford to take me to any tournament whatsoever. But now there are, there are opportunities. And, you know, there are people out there that are assisting the community to actually break through, break through that barrier that is there. So I am one of those that are saying, you know, I'm raising my hand up and I've been doing this for quite some time. And I'm very happy to actually be making a difference in, in any child's life yeah, or yeah. in anyone's life. So um, ever since then, Romy, I never looked back. And uh, as most of the people used to say to me, um, I'm actually crazy by using most of my salary to actually uh, assist most of these kids. To yeah. me, it doesn't look like a crazy thing. It's <laughs> actually, it actually makes me sleep better at night wow. knowing that I have shared something that I have with someone else that has nothing. And in return, that person makes a difference in whatever sporting code that they're playing oh, that's or amazing. in school for that instance. Yeah, that's very, very admirable. But if you look at the playing fields now, how accessible would you say tennis is at grassroots level? You know, Romy, to be honest, uh, tennis at uh, grassroots level, um, I would say two years back, it was not uh, that very accessible. Mm. Uh, you would have to go to the taxis and go to Home Roof, go to Ellis Park, try and access, and it's only for those that can afford. And uh, nowadays, I would, share, I would say for the past two years, it has actually changed. There is a lot of access for these kids. Um, we're giving them the opportunities that they can, they can, they can ever grab. Yeah. Uh, what we're doing at the moment is I've created a program that I called an outreach program. So this is under the Tennis South Africa banner? No, this one I actually do it separately. On your own, okay. On my own. So I do an outreach, the outreach program whereby I go to the townships and we do like um, an awareness for tennis. Hmm. For example, we went to Hammerskral and we went to Rembro Mall. We did this huge awareness where we actually started introducing the community to tennis and uh, to all those that used to play before wanted to come back but never knew how to come back and where to go to. Oh. They actually got the access and the information. And what I, what I, what I liked about that program is we started at Thomas Club, we started with almost 12 kids. And after that outreach program, we now have 80 plus kids. Oh, yeah. And within those, within those 80 plus kids, we've got 22 of them that are playing uh, TSA ranking tournaments. And, uh, you know, they started from nowhere. And the highest player is now ranked uh, 207. And our youngest player, she's only seven years old, uh, Luanela Zondi. She has already won 210 tournaments. And all thanks to to these outreach programs that we're throwing out there. That is amazing. Would you say the state of tennis is very, very different from the days when you were growing up and you couldn't access a tennis racket because if you scratched it, you'd have to pay 50 rand for it. Today? I would say, it's, I would say it's, it's, it's extremely, extremely changed from back then to now uh, because of the tournaments and uh, looking at the number of uh, development players or players from townships and rural areas that are participating at the moment in an event. Um, I just came from, from a Houghton North Junior Masters tournament just now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, normally when you go to these tournaments, you'll find that you see probably three, four black players that are participating in the entire age group. Yeah. And now when you walk in there, you will see it's, it has changed. Mm. And we also started um, giving development, like uh, the, the, the township areas, the opportunity to host tournaments. 
for the first time ever this year, we've hosted six uh, ranking tournaments in the township. Wow. Three were held in Soweto, three in um, Atridgeville, mm-hmm. whereby we have seen the growth of entries every single time. We'll be hosting our last one on the 25th to the 27th of October in Atridgeville. Mm-hmm. And today saw the last day of the uh, Howden North Atridgeville Seniors Tournament, where the elderly, elderly also gets the opportunity to participate in this tournament. But <laughs> this like is it. not only about, it's not only about young kids. Yeah. It's also about those social players, you know, for health purposes, mm. to keep mm. themselves fit. You also need to also look at them and not close the doors down for them. Spring Open, what does that mean and what does that bring to the face of tennis? You know, Spring Open was a lifesaver uh, for for this year. It's been many years ever since we've had a tournament of that magnitude. And, uh, you know, having having to see so many players that are coming abroad and locally, my biggest, uh, my biggest happiness was when I saw most of our junior players Going to participate in those tournaments, mm. and uh, it was it was it was it was you know just another vision from from Vision View for giving us uh, the opportunity to host uh, such a wonderful tournament. And uh, you know we also had some of the ball kids that I had the the, the, the well, that I had the ability to actually coach those ball kids, train them, and prepare them for the event. And it was their first event ever. You know, ah. the first tournament, the first day, they were scared. But as time <laughs> goes on, they, they confidence got used to grew. It. Yeah, their confidence yeah. And grew. And they started, they started enjoying it. They started knowing how to change the scoreboard. And, you know, seeing those smiles on those kids' face, Romy, you just don't know what yeah, it does priceless, to one. Priceless. It, 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 it actually gives you goosebumps. Yeah. So the, the, the spring tournament, it was a blessing. We got to see the likes of uh, Chanel Simmons. Some of our young players, especially the ball kids, get to see them or get to only hear about them on social media or reading about them on the newspapers. But seeing them one-on-one and getting to talk to them, getting to get autographs from them and getting to have those conversations, how do you get there to be a professional player, it, it, it makes a huge difference in our kids. Big difference indeed. Do you practice your, your, your acceptance speeches? Are you there in the shower, in the mirror, um, practicing what it is you're going to say on the big night when they call out your name? Um, basically, Romy, I never prepare for any speeches. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm one of those. It just it just comes from the heart. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, when it happens, it happens, and the excitement that I'm feeling at that moment, it just it just comes out, and the the, the gratitude that I have at that moment, it just pours out. So I never prepare for any for any speeches whatsoever. I'll leave it at that, Mpo. Thank you very much for joining us, and all the best for the big night. Oh, thanks a lot, Romy. More and than thanks welcome. for all the, li- the listeners. Thank you very much. Mpo Makoba, the SA Sports Awards nominee, volunteer of the year, along with Mervyn Moy, as well as Masiu Masiu. So good luck to all three of them nominated here in this category. And not only Tennis South Africa does she headline and assist in terms of the developmental strategy.